Be prepared for Easter Sunday, thinking about this resurrection. Luke chapter 24, you find your place, let's stand for the reading of God's word this morning. We're going to break in right at the first verse here in chapter 24. The Bible says, now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher, bringing spices which they had prepared, and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. They entered in and found not... They entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass that they were much perplexed, means confused or worried, thereabout. But I'm glad he didn't leave it there, amen? Listen what happens next. Behold, two men stood by them in shining garments, and as they were afraid, is what the Bible says, and bowed down their face to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? <laughs> oh, y'all not getting it this morning. <laughs> He's not here. And the Bible says, as we all say it together. But he risen. Remember how they spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee. He's risen. Brother Steve, would you ask the blessing on this message, please? Yes, Lord. Amen. You can be seated this morning. Here we see in this chapter the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it brings great joys to those that know him as their personal Lord and Savior. This day brings great joy. If it don't bring great joy to you, I would check up this morning and see where I stood with the Lord, but this is better than Christmas, amen, and I love Christmas, but I love resurrection morning, amen. I love Easter and what it stands for. I don't worship Easter eggs and Easter bunnies, but I worship the King of kings and Lord of lords, amen, and I praise the Lord for what this day stands for. This day brings forth a lot of emotions in people. You'll either... Worship him today or you'll reject him today. That's what this day brings forth a lot of times. People come to Easter services when they won't come any other time of the year. 
Sort of reminds me of a funeral. A lot of people go to a funeral when they won't go nowhere else to church, but they'll go to a funeral. But I'm glad you're here this morning. The Lord's put a message on my heart for you today. So whether you worship or reject him, I want—I got good news for you. He's still king of kings and lord of lords, amen. Can I get an amen this morning? It doesn't matter how we feel about it. It ain't gonna change a thing. I'm glad that he died on the rugged cross one day for you. He was buried one day for you. And I'm glad on that third and glorious morning, he got up for you, amen, and for me. That ought to get you excited this morning, knowing what the Lord's done for you. But this day brings forth those emotions, and some people get afraid. When I read these scriptures, and I begin to look into Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and certain ones said they were afraid. Some were frightened. Some were scared. And it's talking about being afraid. That's why I want to preach today with the help of the Lord. Don't be afraid, amen, of what he's done for us and what he's done for you. You don't have to be afraid. People don't understand a lot of times what this day represents, but it represents my life and what my life is gonna be, amen. I'm not really what I'm gonna be someday, but I'm working towards it, amen. I'm working to be that person that he wants me to be. But one day when he calls us from this life, we'll take on a glorified body and we'll be as we've never been before. We'll know, we'll have the mind of Christ, all the answers that we need answered right now, all the questions that we have, that moment when we take on that glorified body, did you realize at that moment you'll know it all just like he knows it? I've heard people say, well, I get to heaven, I'm gonna ask this and I'm gonna ask that, I'm gonna say why and seek out all these things. Well, you take a change, you're gonna know right then what it's all about. Ain't that good? Amen. The former things are passed away. Behold, it'll all be brand new Amen. when we get there someday after a while. The Bible tells us we don't have to be afraid. If you're truly born again, you don't have to be afraid. But if you're not born again this morning, I'd be very afraid, amen. I'd be looking at my heart, I'd be looking at my life and seeing if I believe in the resurrection, amen. I would look at my heart and say, I wonder if Jesus truly lives within me. I would ask myself that question this morning. As I studied this message and asked God what he wanted me to preach, I kept seeing it in the scriptures. And when they came into the sepulcher, when they saw the stone rolled away, when they were looking for the body of the Lord, they got a little afraid because they were going there to anoint the body, which was a Jewish custom there. And they were going to go bring spices and anoint that body and do what their ritual taught them to do. But when they got there, I believe on the way, the ladies were talking with one another. How we going to move the stone? How are we going to get into the body to do what our Jewish customs have taught us? We need to get in there and anoint the body. They didn't realize that God was already done with what needed to be done. And I'm glad when they got there, they looked and the stone had been rolled away. And the one portion of scriptures talk about Mary was afraid. She was frightened of what had happened. Maybe today you're frightened what's going on in your life. You ain't got peace in your life, but I got good news for you. You don't have to be afraid. I, I believe today if you'll accept him as your Lord and Savior, he'll change your life forever, amen. You'll never be the same. 
Can I take just a moment and tell you, I remember what it was like 41 years ago, sitting in a church house, lost as a ball in high weeds. I didn't even know how to read a Bible or anything about the Lord, but I'm glad the Lord come by one day and stepped on my heart and squeezed it real good and introduced himself to me and made a mark in my life, and I'm glad I was smart enough that day to accept the Lord Jesus Christ into my heart. I didn't know who he was or what he was. I just know I wanted a change in my life. And he whispered to me, Gary, come unto me. You know what? You know when I got saved? It wasn't when I walked down the aisle and come down here and got on my knees and talked to the preacher, but when I was sitting in my seat and I made it my heart that I was gonna go, when I flinched, I believe the Holy Spirit saved me right then. But I went ahead and made the walk <laughs> and told them I need to be saved. And I got on an old-fashioned altar and I cried out to a holy God that raised his son from the dead, amen. And he done exactly what he promised me to do. He set up his abode in my heart and made a new creature out of me. I put the fear aside. The devil said, don't go. Your friends are here. Your family's here. They'll make fun of you. They'll laugh at you. They know what kind of person you are. They know what you've done. Don't do it. Don't do it. And I was afraid. And I was holding on to the seed. And all of hell was telling me, don't do it. Don't do it. But I could feel the draw of the Holy Spirit of God saying, come unto me, all you that labor heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. And I'm glad I had enough sense to say, yes, Lord. And he changed my life forever. I've never been the same since I met this man called Jesus. And I promise you today, you won't be neither. You say, I can come out of this mess that I'm in? You sure can. Because you don't have to be afraid. We're afraid of what we've done in the past. And we let that hold us back. So let me tell you, you don't have to be afraid of your past. You know why? Because over in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2, the Bible says, Wherein in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince and the power of the air, and the spirit that now worketh in you, the children of disobedience, but listen, among whom also we all had our conversations in times past in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of our flesh and of our mind, we're by nature the children of wrath, even as others. We've all been there. Can I hear from you guys? Have we not been there? Just because you're wearing a suit don't make you any better than anybody else. Just because you're wearing a tie don't make you better than anybody else. Just because you got a dress on don't make you better than anybody else. Amen. It's level at the foot of the cross. Amen. We're all in this thing together. There are no big eyes and little use. We're all level at the foot of the cross. We're all dogs that deserve hell. Every single one of us deserve hell. But it's only because of that. <laughs> hey, it's only because of that and this that we're here today. 
If he hadn't have done this, he wouldn't have done that. If this hadn't have happened, that couldn't have happened, amen. But I'm glad that Jesus said, I'll go down and I'll pay the price. I'll give my life for those that ain't worthy, amen. I'll die on a rugged cross. I'll wear the crown of thorns. I'll let them put nails in my hands. Why? For you. For the lies that you tell. For the deceit that you do. For the dirty jokes you tell. For the, for the sin that you're in. He went to the cross. Everything you ever done, he had to take you to the cross. Y'all remember, let me go back just a little bit. Jesus took his disciples into the garden. He said, boys, wait right here just a little bit. I want you to stay right here and pray, and I'm going over here to pray. Will y'all stay awake now and pray for me and, and pray? Uh, we're at the moment that I've told you all about. I need y'all to pray. I'm going over here to pray to my father. You know why he went over here to pray? He saw every single one of you and me. And the Bible says he knelt down and he began to pray. And when he began to pray, the Bible says his sweat became as great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Why? He took on every lie. He took on every rape, every murder, every child that's been killed, every lie and every deceit that's ever been done. Anything it could ever be thought of, he took it right there. And he said, God, I pray, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, but thine be done. They need somebody to go for them. They need somebody to pay the price for them. And he went all the way just for you. You can hoove your chest out and stick your nose up in the air and say, I don't need it. But guess what? One day the Bible says, every knee will bow. <laughs> every tongue will confess that he is Lord of lords and King of kings. You can curse him now you can deny him now. You can live like a hellion and do anything you want to now. But I promise you, payday's coming. Remember when he was growing up and mom would look at you? You better get a seat. You'd be running around acting like a heathen, is what she'd say. And she said, if I have to look at you, you better get in a seat. She'd look at me. But yeah, I had them brazen times. She'd look at me and I'd be like, you're promised. Oh no, I'll sit down now. I'll sit down. She'd go right on like, no, I done promised you. Guess what? God is no different. He is a perfect gentleman. He said, choose you this day in whom you're gonna serve. You have a right to do anything you want to do. Live any way you want to. Live it up and have you a time. But there's a record being kept. And there's a record that's got Gary Atkins' name on it. Let's see here just for a moment. One day he's going to call. He's going to say, Gary, come forth. And it won't matter if there'll be 10 million Garys there. I'll know exactly who he's talking about. Right. I can't stand for Gary Gardner. He can't stand for me. Right. 
When he says, Gary, I'll know who he's talking about. And then he's going to look down through the books. And guess what? All of my deeds are going to be recorded. All that have been good and all that have been evil. And guess what? I ain't been a perfect Christian. And I don't have it all figured out. But I'll tell you one thing I do have. I got the blood applied. <laughs> hey, and it's covered, amen. I'm glad it's taken care of. When the devil looks at you and says, remember when? Remember what you've done? Remember who you are? You need to poke him in the nose and say, I remember when I went to the cross of Calvary and got my sins under the blood. Get behind me, Satan, and he can't do nothing with you. Amen. Amen. Why? Because your sins are under the blood. We're all like sheep that have gone astray. We need the blood of Jesus upon our life. And if you're truly born again, you'll live for God. You'll walk with God. You'll clean your mouth up. You'll clean your habits up. And you'll do what's right. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit of God will wear you out when you don't. If you're truly born again. If you can walk in your sin and live in your sin and there's no condemnation or chastisement there to you, let me tell you something this morning. You better pull your seatbelt on just a little tighter because I'm going to give you what the Lord said. If you can live in your sin and there's no conviction in your life and no uh, repentance in your life of what you're doing is wrong, I'm telling you what the Bible says, you're a bastard and not a son. What? Yes. I'm going to give you an example how your pastor was put to a test this week. I've been praying about buying a certain piece of equipment that I've been needing for a while. And I went to buy that piece of equipment. And I don't like going in debt for nothing. But I went and got this piece of equipment. Getting older, can't do things like I used to, need a little help, you know. You so I go get a piece of equipment. This guy begins to tell me, if you'll do this, I can get you $300 off that piece of equipment. I'm going to give you something, but you got to tell them that I've given it to you to get that $300. Matter of fact, I'm just going to go ahead and give it to you so it'll be a blessing to you. I can get you that $300. I thought, what in the world is he talking about? Gets a man on the phone, tells him what he's done, gets me $300, and I, I now got to wait for an approval. And I said, I'm going to go to lunch. And when I get back from lunch, we'll find out what it's all about, about the approval and stuff. He calls me, everything's good. Come on and get your piece of equipment. And I didn't walk out the door till the Holy Spirit slapped me in the back of the head and said, what you're doing is wrong. You didn't earn that $300 discount. And if you don't go to the bank and get the $300 and pay it, I'll not bless you. Now, I could have walked away from there, got my discount, and nobody would have known nothing about it. But he, the Holy Spirit, had done wore me out. And I thought, oh my goodness. I walked out to the vehicle, and she's out there. She wouldn't go in with me. Well, did you get it? I said, I think I did. <laughs> well, what's wrong? I began to tell her what had happened. She said, 
what are you going to do? <laughs> I said, we're going to the bank right now is what we're doing. I went to the bank, got out the $300, and then the devil said, when you go back and you tell them, they're going to make fun of you. That man's trying to do something for you, and you're going to throw it right back in his face. So I'm thinking, what should I do? What should I do? I know I'm not the person in the past that I used to be. I don't do deceitful things. I don't care if I'm going to save 300. What do I need to do? And it's like the Lord standing back going, you know what you need to do. But I'm wrestling with the devil. I'm talking about your pastor this week. So we go to the bank. I get to $300, and I'm wrestling about going in and standing up for the Lord. And then it dawns on me what's going on. I thought, what in the world am I doing? I ain't got no problem with this. I, I walked in my head up, walked straight up to that man. I said, here's your $300. He looked at me. Oh, you don't want the discount? I said, not that way I don't. Here's your $300. I said, if we're going to do a deal like that, I don't even want it. He said, well, I'm just trying to help you out. I said, nothing dishonest. We're not doing anything dishonest. His secretary was sitting there and done the paperwork up. She's sitting there with her head down. He said, you want to go through with it? I said, yeah, I've done paid the $300. I feel good about it. And I said, he said, well, she'll take care of you. I sit down, and, she, and when she started filling my paperwork out, she went, wow. Are you a preacher or something? <laughs> I said, matters of fact, I pastor a church. Have been there almost five years. How in the world could I preach to people about living right if their own pastor won't do it? She was like, wow. Here's Vickers Chapel, won't you come see us sometime? <laughs> Don't be afraid of your past, amen. Don't be afraid of your present. Be bold for the Lord and stand for the Lord. It doesn't matter what it is, stand for the Lord. He stood for you. He hung for you. He died for you. And he got up for you, amen. That ought to make you want to live right. That ought to make you want to do right. And guess what? God's going to bless God's going to meet her needs. He's done it time and time again. I'd rather give $300, and it cost me that for the Lord, than give $300 for the devil, and it cost me everything. If I'd have bought that piece of equipment, I'd have got it home, and it probably blowed up. Ain't that the truth? What the devil puts in, and it tastes good and feels good at the time, you better watch. It's going to cost you. But if you're walking with God, you don't have to fear your present and what's going on if we'll seek him with our whole hearts. He tells us in Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know thy thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an unexpected end. John 16, 33, he tells us, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. That's the only way you're going to have peace is in the Lord. You're not going to have it trying to make a, a, a wicked deal or trying to figure out some way to cheat somebody and thinking you're going to get ahead. There's no peace in that. 
The only peace we've got is in the Lord Jesus Christ and his resurrection. I'm glad it's grace through faith, amen. I'm glad we can't earn it, we can't buy it. All we can do is accept it by faith. And God will bless our lives. Well, if God would move this mountain, if God would do this for me, I would do that for him. I'm glad he don't work like that. He said, come unto me. Come unto me. It ain't on conditions. It ain't what you do for him, he'll do for you. It ain't that way. Have you come to church this morning to be served or to serve? Let me ask you that question. Did you come here to let the Lord serve you and the people here to serve you? Or did you come to serve the Lord? Let me tell you this morning, we do need to be servants of God because he's done everything for you and I. When your children are sick, he died on that cross for them. When there's no way to pay the bills, that's why he died on the cross for you. When you can't make it and don't know what to do and everything in this life is coming against you, that's why he paid the price for sin. But he didn't leave it there. He took it there. <laughs> he took it there and laid it down. But he said, I'm going to get up because I'm going to finish this thing. I'm going to make a promise that you got a way out of this thing instead of the misery you're in. How do you know that to be a fact? If you'll read the scriptures and know, the Bible says that the linen was folded and laid off to the side. Do you all have any clue what that means? When a linen is folded up, a lot of times in the old uh, times, they would the servants would come and, and the men of the, uh, of the house, the masters, would eat. And if they wasn't done eating, they would wad their napkins up and throw it on their plate. That was to tell the servants, don't clean it up, I'm still eating. But if they folded the their napkin up if they folded it up and laid it down it was to tell them I'm coming back and the Bible talks about the napkins was folded up and laid to the side wonder why it was laid to the side it's the promise to you and I over in 1 Thessalonians the 4th chapter when he talked about calling for his church he's coming back again this is proof of it if it was just folded up he'd still be undone. But the Bible says it was neatly folded in its place to remind you and I, I'm coming back. <laughs> I'm coming after a people that are looking for my appearing. Now, whether you get anything out of this message or not, because I've just followed the Lord this morning, I'm telling you, the Bible says, ye, which means you, must be born again. It's ain't, it ain't a hope so. It ain't a maybe so. Or I think so. I hope I've been good enough. Are you going to go to heaven? I hope I go to heaven. Can I report to you this morning? I don't have a hope. I have an assurance this morning that heaven is my home. I know for a fact that when Christ comes, I'm going with him. Amen. Is it on my good merit, on my deeds? Absolutely not. Because my righteousness and yours is filthy rags. I think a lot of times we think if we do things good enough, he'll be pleased with us. And he'll bless our lives. And we'll get something from God. Because I've been good to people. Brother, you do a great job helping people. 
think you do therapy work, right? So you help people that are hurting, and you teach them how to get back to that place. Me and you are a lot alike. <laughs> I'm trying to help hurting people that don't understand. The devils broke their arms and broke their legs, and we're trying to help walk them and show them how to walk. The devil says, you don't need that. You don't need the therapy, and it takes twice as long to get better. The devil has broke you down and stripped you of your joy, stripped you of your happiness, and you're miserable where you're at. You know why? Because you forgot what he done for you on the cross of Calvary. Friday night we were here and had a wonderful time. God just showed up in a mighty way. And our brother, TJ, and his son, AJ, came and gave their life to the Lord. Amen. They're like little bitty babies. Anybody got a little bitty baby in here? I know we got a mother's carrying right now. But they're like a little bitty baby in the Lord. They're pure before God. They're, as the, they're like they have never, ever sinned or done anything wrong. Wouldn't you like to be like that this morning? Wouldn't you like to walk out of here today and not be carrying that burden you're carrying right now? Wouldn't you? Or would you rather keep on carrying it? I think you're missing the point this morning. Let me show you. <laughs> yeah, you might want to get out of the way. Here's you and the devil. You're trying to walk. You're trying to do something for God. And, and I mean, you're loaded down. Yeah. Hey, won't you come to church Sunday? Well, I would. You know, but man, I got so much to do. And I'm carrying, I got, I can't hardly get there. I got this, I got that. And well, it's Easter Sunday. Won't you? The Lord's done so much. I got so much on me. I can't hardly bear it. And then about that time, the devil throw more on you. And it just gets worse and worse. And you love it. You love doing this. But I promise you, you carry this around long enough, you're going to get wore out. And you're like, man, this is tough. Being out of the will of God is tough. The devil said, oh, wait, it'll be all right. Pick it on up. Pick it on up. You're like, well, I'm so wore out. I won't live like this no more. You know what he said in 1 Peter 5 and 7? Cast all your cares upon me because I care for you. If you'll do that right there and cast it upon the Lord, the load will lift and everything will be better. And then tomorrow the devil will say, hey, hey, here you go, it's another one. And you may carry it around for a little while. Oh yeah, I remember what the Lord said to do. Cast them cares upon him. When do you do that? It happens every day you get some. You got to drag them around. It's always something all the time, dragging around. Wait a minute. There it is again. Lord, I'm going to do what the Bible says and cast these cares upon you, Lord, because you said you care for me. And you'll take a few steps and everything's wonderful. You'll get on shouting ground. It'll be good. And all of a sudden, you'll pick something else up. This is life. And the devil will keep you afraid because you always got something going on in your life. 
the devil is always having you drag something around. He said, when is it ever going to get any better? Let's go back to 1 Thessalonians <laughs> chapter 4. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with a voice of the archangel. With the trump of God. And the Bible says the dead in Christ are going to rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up. And man, we're going to shed this stuff off and never have to carry it again. And they can have it, praise the Lord. I want to be free. And the only way you can be free is accept this resurrection. You don't have to be afraid today. He wants you to bring it to him.